You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome and blessings. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, co-host of Messages of Infinite Light with the most beautiful Mirabai Debbie. So in this show, we focus on the awakening of humanity and the raising of consciousness with divine love and divine light as guiding principles. Today, in this episode, we are going to go into unity consciousness and infinite love. Can you, I can't wait. I'm already ready. <laughs> to delve into this. So, so today, Mirabai, do you want to jump in and do a little bit here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I would just like to say thank you and welcome to everyone. We're so excited you're here with us. And um, this is really an opportunity today to talk about uh, infinite love, taking responsibility for your own awakening and ascension and unity consciousness. And you can reach, um, you can reach my work through a powerofloved.com forward slash go. And also through mirabaidevi.org. That's M-I-R-A-B-A-I-D-E-V-I.org. And um, access more of our on the ground teaching seminars, workshops, programs, and sessions. And Ain, is there anything that you would like to share about your work currently? Yes, I really, part of the reason we're doing this, opening this spiritual conversation is that we want to encourage people to explore their own philosophy, but also to start engaging in our teaching. So you have a, a lot going on and I have a lot going on and it's time to build a community. I have a lot of books on offer and, and you work with people privately. I work with people privately. So let's, let's get in here and, and create a new world together. So you, you can find out about my world on infinitelightpublishing.com and also inkatesullivan.com. So let's take a little ad break and then let's, let's, uh, let's go into unity consciousness and infinite love and what that means and how we create a new world together. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Messages of Infinite Light. You're, I'm Anne Kate Sullivan, co-host, and Mirabai Devi is also with us today, too. If you love this, we just recorded another uh, previous episode, which sort of goes with this one that you can go back and listen to. It's on guidance, and there's several more episodes that you could go back and listen to. Just go to superpowerexperts.com. You can find Messages of Infinite Light. Can also find Wisdom of the Ages, which is my other podcast. So experts, uh, powerexperts.com slash power up messages of infinite light. Check it out. And uh, yeah, let's create this new earth together. Let's work with the Devi. So Mirabai, let's go into this idea of unity consciousness, how we tap into it, how infinite love is our support. What would you say? 
Yeah, I would say that infinite love and unity consciousness are the nature of our soul. And that is the aspect of our soul that is linked to the God all that is, the Godhead all that is. And so there is this journey that takes place where the soul goes through these different incarnations in physical form, on physical planets, in non-physical form, on non-physical planets and non-physical dimensions, higher dimensions, all the way up. You know, we, we, we know about the fifth dimension, but really there's dimensions, you know, all the way up to the 24th dimension and so forth. And the reality is that our soul is making these experiences because it wants to experience everything it can through lessons, both dark and light. And we, as long as we're in a world of duality, the soul is allowing the experience of the duality of both dark and light. But the, but the journey home, which is about our awakening and our ascension, and is about us utilizing the hand-holding methodology of our guides and our guidance systems, is always to take us back home to the self, back home to the Godhead within, back home to that aspect of the soul that is already unified with everything. And that nature of the soul's essence is infinite love and is unity consciousness. Now, what is unity consciousness? We are all one. There is only one being, and that being is God. And that one being divides itself into myriads of infinite forms so that it can experience separation. It can experience something outside of itself. Otherwise, it would never know what that's like. And so the soul's journey for us that are our light workers that are on the path back home to the light is all about coming back into that experience of oneness and coming not just into the oneness of experiencing our soul's essence as everything and everyone and everywhere, but also in addition to that, dissolving the ego, dissolving the personality and dissolving all the mechanisms and hooks that are hooking us into all the karma, all the samskaras and all the patterns that are holding us in these programs of separation. And one of the fastest ways to do that is to embody love to be loved, to give love, to love ourselves, to embrace self-love, to work on every form and aspect of giving and receiving love, which is a bhakti path, so that we can expedite that journey back to the divine beings. And we see these examples, as we were talking about on our previous show, we see these examples of Krishna as the embodiment of the beloved, Jesus, Yeshua as the embodiment of the beloved, the most loving essence of being that can possibly imagine, divine mother, the very essence of pure unconditional love itself. And yet there's the other side to that love, which is also the disciplining of the child so that the child doesn't hurt itself. So we see that disciplinary love coming through divine mother or coming through Yeshua or coming through the different avatars and so forth. And we come to understand there's a, a far greater sense of infinite love that also involves um, the many different aspects, whether it's, you know, the, the lover and beloved, uh, the, um, the, the, the two that are intimately involved as lover and beloved, or whether it's the love of a parent or the love of a child, 
oh, the love of an entire soul group. And then that diffuses out in our human form where we learn just to love the few. Maybe we love our family. And then that grows and grows exponentially. And that's how we develop love. That's, that's really beautiful. As, as you were speaking, I, I had an image come to me of, of white Tara, you know, those beautiful Tibetan Tonkas, and there would be white Tara and she's sitting there on a lotus blossom. And then there are all sorts of things around her. There's like maybe demons beneath her and celestial beings below her. And she's just completely serene in the middle of this, maybe practicing Tunglin. I love that practice of Tunglin where she breathes in the darkness of the world and she breathes out love and flowers. <laughs> I always thought that that was uh, pretty amazing. I also feel that one of the most powerful paths that we can follow, and it's, they're pretty, it's pretty easy to do and pretty accessible and ancient, is that of self-inquiry. When we can ask questions of ourselves, when we can ask uh, Tara in that particular case, we might want to do an inquiry with Tara. How is Tara showing up as a guide? How, how are we Tara? What is Tara opening up within us? I mean, we, if we're all one, we are also Tara, correct? <laughs> correct. If we, and all of our guides, whether it's Tara, you know, Tara or Mahalakshmi or Mahavatar Babaji or Yeshua or Magdalene are aspects of our higher self, because at the highest level, we are all one. And that practice of Tonglen is actually a practice that um, takes the darkness and suffering of the, suffering of the world, and we breathe it in, or we breathe it and transform it. We metamorphosize it. It's like a Kali practice, also in a sense that we're taking in darkness and suffering and turning it into light, which is very linked to the Bodhisattva vow. And the Bodhisattva vow is that we keep coming back, we keep taking on bodies and embodiments until every last human being is liberated, which means that we are holding their hands, we're holding the hands of every living being uh, and walking them from suffering to transmute that into bliss or ecstasy or liberation. So this process of liberation, and you're talking about it specifically through self-inquiry, right? Yes. Um, yes. Because every every answer is available within the self. There's truly nothing outside of our self. And so when we start on the path where we're at, where we feel a sense of separation and learning about these concepts that Ain and I are sharing today around self-inquiry and self-awareness and taking responsibility for your karma through your thoughts, words, and actions, being conscious that you're creating the ripples in the pond, you're creating a, a completely uh, negative impact on your reality if you're allowing your own negative thoughts to spin out or your own negative words to create your creation. You really want to reel that in and become aware of the tremendous impact that we have as this divine being that's embodied in a form that everything we think, say, and do has tremendous power to create and way far more than you can ever imagine. And that everything you think, say, and do is recorded in the Akashic records for eternity, right? And, and so with those 
actions and cleaning up the karma and the samskaras and the patterns, we really want to develop these many tools that it would be wonderful for us to speak about in in different uh, future episodes and come back to this, the kinds of tools that we can use to unravel the samskaras or the tools we can use to unravel these programs and patterns that are locking us into separation. For example, like you're describing with self-inquiry or with meditation or with breath work or with pranayama or with affirmations or with forgiveness prayers or with um, different types of mantras from different traditions, as well as light transmissions and energetic vibrational frequency healings and rewiring and regridding with new frequencies and new light codes. There's so many ways to come back to the higher self, back to the infinite love and back into that unified consciousness. These tools are now readily available. So it's just about making the commitment to your path and deciding today that you want to embody and study and learn and practice these tools so that you can shift and turn things around. I mean, wouldn't that be such a beautiful purpose to your life, to dedicate your life to that, to to your own awakening, to your own experience of unity consciousness, to your own ascension process, and to learn and discover and explore what infinite love embodied truly looks like and feels like. I think this is really true. If we If we just back up for a minute, everyone's aware or most people, unless we're living in a state of complete oneness, which is our liberation. But most of us are aware of our personality, the ego as, as Freud would call it. But, you know, and there's some structures that come in such as the super ego or the inner critic that will really block our experience of the divine. And so this is why I really like this practice of self inquiry, because we can notice in this practice, we start to, un- to realize that we, we can create stumbling blocks for ourselves. But if we give those, those stumbling blocks, if we give those challenges voices, we let them uh, share themselves. Sometimes we do it as a gestalt where we'll go, oh, I'm angry. And you put the anger over and it's like a little angry kid or something. And you allow it to speak you start to realize, and this has been my new epiphany, that there are actually no bad parts. We have no bad parts inside of ourselves. We just have some areas that, that are distorted, that are, that are kicking up a fuss and need to be heard as they're in their own ascension process. And so this is part of our unity is, is embracing all our inner children. <laughs> like a, I feel like a hen sometimes, putting them all underneath my wings and understanding each facet of being. Would you like to run with that one? Yeah, because it's about transformation, right? So those each of those different parts of ourselves that want to be transformed into the light. They want to be brought back home into love. They want to grow and evolve. And they're stuck in memories or in conflicts or in uh, a lack of resolution frozen and paralyzed in fear or in, in, in terror, in time and space, and they're all seeking liberation. So when we can address these different aspects inside of ourselves and bring them out of the shadow, 
into this current timeline where we can walk them into the light and help them to feel safe and loved and heard and honored and embraced and integrated, we can bring them back into ourselves and become a more whole person. And, and one of the techniques that's fantastic for that is just to put them on an armchair in front of you, just put an empty chair in front of you and let them sit down and dialogue with you and talk to them and find out what they're feeling and where they're stuck and what they need to be integrated back into the whole, into yourself. So that's a wonderful technique. And the more you release the fear of facing the pain inside of yourself, the faster you will heal. It's a, it's a technique where um, C.S. Lewis said, there's no way out but through. And that's one of his most famous quotes that I love so much because I see so many souls that don't face their pain and don't do their work. And then they leave this world and they have to come back and do it all over again. And they, it takes so much time to take on a human form again and grow your baby body again to old enough where you understand what's going on and are ready to become, you know, a teenager and then an adult and then do your inner work and learn your lessons and overcome. Isn't it just much easier to do it now in this body, in this timeline and embrace it? Because we're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to grow. We're not going to evolve if we don't do the work. So doing the work and accessing these parts of ourselves and embracing them from infinite love and from knowing that unity consciousness, we are everything and that we don't judge what's dark or what's light or what's negative or what's positive. But like Ain said, everything is like a child. Everything is loved. Everything is equally understood through the eyes of compassion it doesn't matter what that part of yourself or that fragment is of yourself has done where you feel that you cannot forgive it all can be forgiven through god's eyes all can be forgiven through the compassionate heart of the divine mother and so every soul deserves that compassion right compassion is a huge part of walking the spiritual path i think that's really true when we can establish this love in our hearts. We're actually shifting from our head to our heart. We can really make some, some progress. We can really start to taste that nectar of the, of the unified field. I think one of the, one of the greatest practices uh, is, is actually, it's got a, it's got a wild name. So be prepared, prepared for the name, but it's um it's a wonderful practice that it's called feeding your demons. It was a practice established by an 11th century I think she was a Tibetan Tibetan nun or saint. And anyway, 11, it comes out of the 11th century, so popular in Tibet that, that this practice is still uh, passed on. And, and what happens in this practice is that you take a part of you that hurts and you allow it, as we've been speaking, you allow it to express itself. Some people paint, some people dance, some people put it in a chair. I like the I call it gestalt where you put it in a chair and you speak to it, but you basically get to know this part of you because if, if we become aware of this part, we're much less likely 
to think we're being overwhelmed by it or we're going crazy because of it, or which is we bring in the compassion, the divine mother loves and embraces all things as Mirabai says. So we allow, we allow this to speak. And then at a certain point, we ask it, we ask it its form as an ally. And you might just see this thing that we thought was a demon taking on the most beautiful light form and realizing it was just there as a protector all along. And then it's an ally. It's a, it's a guide on the path. Anyway, it's one of the practices that I, I feel really does help us taste the nectar of unity consciousness. So what do you say? I'd say that that's, you know, pretty brave of you to bring that to the forefront because, you know, everybody knows they have de- their own demons, right? And, and facing our own demons is something that we run from and people run from it for all eternity. So, so having the courage, you know, when I say the word courage, I think of Mother Durga on the back of the tiger mm. and that aspect of Divine Mother that is fierce courage, courageousness. And finding the bravery to face our demons and to see that they're there for a reason. There's a lesson, there's a teaching, there's a message, there's a part of ourself that needs to be transformed and brought into the light. And it's going to keep pulling us out again and again until we embrace it and integrate it and talk to it and work with it. And so this very hands-on approach is, is something that I know um, in, you do that in your practice and I do that in my practice with my clients and my students. So I work very specifically by going into these dark places that are hiding in the shadows and that are terrifying to face and then letting them be dialoguing with us and see what they really want. And, and when we can learn what they really want to heal and be transformed and what they need to be integrated back into the cell, it does create a liberation experience of these parts of you that are no longer stuck or trapped or frozen. And you do feel more complete and whole and expanded. And then you can take more of your energy to put it into what you really want to create. Because if you're exhausted and you're debilitated and you're stressed out, and your thoughts are negative, and you don't have the energy to get through your day, and you're weak, weakened, and in a weakened state, you're not going to be able to fulfill your life purpose. And your life purpose is what you're here for. It's what you took on a body for. It's why you came. And so if you don't fulfill that, you're never going to really be feeling happy. And when you leave this world, there's going to be a sense of, I'm not in heaven. Uh, I'm I'm in purgatory because I didn't complete my purpose. So I have to go back and complete my purpose and try again. So it's the it's the part of ourself that just jumps off that diving board and says, I'm willing, I'm able, I'm going to, and it's never too late to start the work, to do the work. I mean, I feel like a, a cheerleading coach here, but that's where we need guides. We need we need guides, we need guidance. And if somebody is there holding your hand with you and showing you how to do it and is able to protect you through those parts that feel dangerous or feel scary or feel worrisome, um, where you feel like you've jumped off the deep edge, it really is possible with a guide um, to be completely held through that process and taken out on the other side. And it's very safe if you have the right guide. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you need help with it, we're here. Let's contact one of us and, and dive in and do the deep inquiry. It is part of the liberation process. I don't think there's any way around that part. <laughs> like we step, we taste the nectar, we taste, we're there with Tara. And then because we've we've upped a level, we're in that fifth, sixth, seventh, eight, up to the 24th dimension, as you said, because we've whatever is still hanging out in the underworld will come up for resolution. But and I still say if we can remember while that's going on that there are ultimately no bad parts, that everything is part of the divine, it helps us through that process. So we can look around the world right now and go, gosh, we're all in this divine awakening together. Yeah, it's the cup half empty versus the cup half full. It's like if we look at it as everything is dark and chaotic and negative and it's so painful and scary and traumatic to be alive in a human form right now, or we can look at it as that humanity is still at a very early age of evolution and in a sense, we're in a toddler stage and the, the toddler stage, you know, can look very messy or very ugly. And as we are evolving and awakening and learning that we want to choose the light instead of choosing the darkness, we want to choose love instead of being hateful or resentful. Um, it, it's something we have to learn because when we realize that everyone and everything is ourself, then why would we want to hurt somebody else when they're another version of ourself? Why would we want to hurt an animal, a plant, a tree, another human being, when everything is another version of ourself? But until the veils lift and we're able to see that and know that and feel that, we're still going to stumble around hurting ourselves and hurting others. So when we come to understand that that's what's happening in the world and that humanity has to take responsibility for itself and go through this process of waking up and realizing who we are, then we will no longer treat ourselves in this manner or fashion or treat each other in this manner or fashion. And, and yet for whatever reason, it's necessary not right now for all that suppressed darkness to come to the surface and be released and expose itself so that it can be healed. Just like all the wounding inside of yourself, it needs to come to the surface so that it can be seen and honored and loved and transformed and healed and then released. And that's how transformation and growth works on this pathway towards ascension. It's a very clear-cut path when we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the knowledge and wisdom to understand what is truly happening to an evolving humanity and to ourselves. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful and probably a great place to conclude. You have to uh, go be with a client now, understand. Yes, I do. That's right. I do work on people um, in the transformation field with private sessions every day and um, from all over the world. And we, we really get into the nitty gritty of healing um, the Akashic records and our past lives and our childhood on working through 
these very, very deep, some scars and wounds in order to move from victimization into self-realization and liberation, which is very exciting. That's the journey. That's the work. Okay. So where would people sign up to work with you? Yes, people can sign up to do a private session or a guided soul journey, which is five uh, classes or program. It's five uh, classes or sessions where we either do it individually on a group or they can book a private session to do that work. And honestly, it is life changing work because we're working on ourselves and we're experiencing the direct results of the transformation in our lives. It's like coming from being asleep to being awake. That's so beautiful. All right. Well, we're going to speak about these subjects more, aren't we? On in, yes. in future episodes. And I'll talk a little bit about my work in an, a future episode. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mirabai, for being here and having this lovely conversation with us and Thank you to everyone who has the courage to awaken. Everyone who's listening today, we're all in this birthing process together. And I just want to say, I want to send you a blessing right now. This is a transmission coming through. May you be filled with divine love and divine light and know, know that divine mother, that the cosmos, the unified field is holding you in presence. And so you may, may you be brave and touch into that wonderful nectar. May you feel it. May you know you're always loved. Would you like to ask? That's so beautiful, Anne. I just want to say that let's make our next episode be about the work and that we would really love to hear about your work because many people don't know really what you do individually with people and in addition to all the other things they do know about you. So it'd be wonderful to explore that. And also I do want to say the concept for everyone here in this visualization is feeling so deeply held in love and so immensely loved and safe and held that there's nothing to worry about, nothing to be concerned about, the sense of knowing that that God, the light, the divine has got our back, divine mother is right there with us, walking every step of the way with us and that our lives can be fun. They can be playful. They can be joy filled and that we can be held safe while we learn our lessons and that we can send this beautiful light and love of divine mother's grace and protection to all those that are suffering right now, all those that are in pain right now, all those that are struggling, that are victims of war or victims of poverty or or victims of rape or victims of of, of any kind of uh, abuse. We just know that that we're holding you all in the deepest divine mother love for healing, for transformation, for release, and to come out stronger and more empowered and more clear and more protected than ever after this experience. And so we wish this learning and this growth, this evolution that makes each person's karma dictate what they experience in their life. We wish each one of you the best and the highest um, guidance and support for your journey as our prayers, aid in my prayers, love, protection, and guidance. Join with the Divine Mother and I'll with you always. That's beautiful. Let's conclude here. And so many blessings to everyone. Much love. Many blessings. Much love.
Thank you so much, Amy, and everyone else. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.